0: It's not supposed to be just a mere presupposition. Truth is older than language, but the word of God is way deeper than any human language. And now, Apostle Grace with the word. Somebody lift up your hands and worship the Holy Spirit. Lift up your hands and worship the Holy Spirit. The presence of God is here. Tonight, we're believing for impossible things tonight, we're believing for crazy things Rese Manda Rakusha Talavaye Rebosemanda Rabakusha Talabay Rebo Zanda Rabakusatalaye Just raise your spirit critical level of worship launch deeper launch deeper launch deeper celele ba la 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 ma si re la rasto ah Shatala lava la 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 that you're forgiven thank you Lord Jesus thank you Lord Jesus give the Lord a mighty hand of praise give your neighbor a high five and tell him I'm saved by grace and grace alone turn to the other neighbor tell him I am saved by grace and by grace alone Thank you,
1: Lord Jesus. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Great is your oh God. Can you dance with me? You wrestle with the sinner's heart. Nothing can get by.
0: want to speak about the distinctive believer. The distinctive believer. The distinctive believer. Luke chapter 7 verse 1. We're going to read up to verse 10. The Bible says now when he had ended all his sayings in the audience of the people, he entered into Capernaum." the Bible says, and a certain centurion's servant who was dear unto him was sick and ready to die. And when he heard of Jesus, he sent unto him the elders of the Jews, beseeching him that he would come and heal his servant. And the Bible says, and when they came to Jesus, they besought him instantly, saying that he, that is the Roman centurion, was worthy of whom he should do this for. They told Jesus, the guy we want you to help heal the servant is worthy. Are you hearing me? And the Bible says, for he loved our nation. That is one reason why the guy was worthy. And he hath built for us a synagogue. And the next verse says, but this was not a believer. He was not a believer. He was not a follower of Jesus. But he built the Jews a synagogue and he loved the nation. And Jesus went with them. And when he was now at far from the house, the centurion sent friends to him saying, unto him, Lord, trouble not thyself. For I am not worthy that thou shouldest enter under my my roof. Wherefore neither should, neither thought I myself worthy to come unto thee. He says, "But say in a word." Somebody says, say, "Say in a word." Somebody say in a word. say in a word. Yes, the Bible says, "But say in a word, and my servant shall be healed." For I also am a man set under authority, having under me soldiers, and I say unto one go, and he goeth unto another come, and he cometh, and my servant do this, and he doeth it. And the Bible says, when Jesus had these things, he marveled at him. Somebody said, Jesus marveled. And the Bible says, and he turned him about, and said unto the people that followed him, I say unto you, I have not found so great faith. No, not in Israel. Hallelujah. And they that were sent returned to the house from the servant hall who had been sick, all that had been sick. Somebody say, Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. It's the first time we see Jesus not defining faith, but defining great faith. Somebody say, Great faith. Great faith. Say it again, say, great faith. great faith. I want to make a very bold statement that I'll qualify in a few minutes and I pray that if you understand this statement I believe that your life about faith is going to change I mean your life about understanding faith is going to change your life about understanding faith is going to change it's going to change open Luke chapter 4 verse thirty-two. started to Luke chapter four verse thirty-two. One, two, three. Let's go. Mhm. Read it again. Uh huh. Read it one more time. Mhm. The Bible says they were astonished at his doctrine. He says, for his word was with power. Are you hearing that? They were astonished at his doctrine, for his word was with power. If you understand this scripture, your life of faith is going to change. It's going to change. And let me say it in a statement, and I'll explain that. When the Bible says they were astonished at his doctrine, the word there for doctrine is didache, right? His teaching, his instructing, his ministry of teaching. He says, for his word was with power, right? The word for power is exosia, right? It's exosia. Now, if you look at the transliteration of the word exosia, therefore power, the first distinctive mark, even in the most definitive Greek, Greek lexicons and translations, is the place where the man has power for choice. A man to have whatsoever he desires, that's exosia. Are you hearing me? When you're in a dispensation where you have the power to choose what you want, that means you're in the dispensation of exosia. Of course, there are two uh, definitions in scripture That all speak about power. And one of them is. Dunamis. Hallelujah. When a man gets to a point. Where he has liberty to do as he pleases. That man is functioning in exosia. When you have the choice to do. What you want to do. That's exosia. The power of choice. The liberty to do as you please or desire. What do you want? You get it. What do you believing in God for? You get it. Now the Bible says, this is what astonished them. Because when he was teaching, they were realizing that when you understand the things this guy is saying, you have the power of choice. When you understand the things this man is teaching, you have the liberty to choose what you want. You have the freedom to choose the liberty to do as you please. Because When you go back to the olden teachings before the coming of the Christ, there were many conditions set that almost made it so hard for men to attain. For example, they were living in the dispensation of the law. And the Bible says that by the law, no flesh is justified. They are living in an ever continuous life of trying to do and be what they can never get or become. Now, there's a guy who's coming and he's telling them, That everything you want, you can have. Whatever you desire, you can have. They were astonished. What was the astonishment? Because they are hearing a doctrine that is telling them anything is possible. That is telling them whatever you choose to have, you will have in this world. That is telling them that you have the liberty of spirit to do as you please, to receive whatever you want. Ah, What do you mean by whatever? I mean whatever. He's working in men and he's making statements like, whatsoever you ask when you pray. <gasps> what do you mean by whatsoever? I mean whatsoever. No, no, no. There are things that go beyond the scope of definition of whatsoever because they go beyond the boundaries of what is expected of me to attain. If I want a car of a million dollars, I say, you say, yes, whatsoever you ask when you pray. I say, ah, but if I want this, if I want that tomorrow morning, can I have it? I say, uh-uh. He says you can even speak to a mountain and tell it be here removed from this and be thrown to yonder place and he says and nothing shall be impossible with you. Ah. And a man goes back home with a torn head he's saying how come this guy is teaching me telling me that I can have everything I want any way i want it i have the choice to choose what i want i have the liberty to access whatever i want in god that astonished men because they were raised in teachings that were telling them there are certain things god will never give you there are certain things that were not meant for you in this world there are some things which god knows that are not supposed to be yours therefore you're not even supposed to ask for them and some of them have not even gone into passive abandonment with the acceptance in their heart. Oh, maybe it is not the will of God for me to have this. Maybe it is not the will of God for me to have that. Maybe God never intended for me to have that. Now, here's the astonishment the astonishment is that his doctrine was with the power to make choice and the liberty for a man to walk and do as he pleases. That is called freedom. That is why he's saying that whosoever shall say, To this mountain. Whosoever. If any man believes, and then you say, I'm ready to believe. He says, whosoever. Oh, a a pastor. Whosoever. Apostle Grace. No. Whosoever. A cleaner. Yes. Whosoever. An usher. Yes. Whosoever. Well, what if I don't even know how to pray? Nah. He said, whosoever. Whosoever means... It's to whosoever. Anybody can have this. He says, whosoever shall send to this mountain, be thou removed and be cast into the sea and shall not doubt in his heart that shall believe those things which he saith shall come to pass. He shall have, the Bible says, whatsoever. He saith. And these guys are astonished because they're hearing a whosoever and a whatsoever. Can you believe that you believe the God can give you whatsoever you ask. You find a pastor saying, for me, God called me to pastor 20 people and I have to be faithful with the 20. You see, he told you to go in the world. It's a choice. If you choose to accept That you're going to pastor 20 members. You pastor them. Me every time I look at that scripture. I see whosoever whatsoever. You move. Live in any scripture you want. But the doctrine I've chosen to believe. It's whatsoever. Me. You know God intended that I should build only one house. And maybe drive a car. Build a little country home. I shall be satisfied. Maybe that is the will of God that he intended that you stay where you are no it's in your head your limitation is in your head it's not in the scriptures you have the power of choice you can be what you want to be anywhere you want to be i made up my mind i'm going to my message is for the whole world that's what i made up my mind for i refuse to only minister in uganda that's my choice and across the world, they are watching us on live stream every week in more than 180 countries. Thousands of people every week because that was a choice I made. Are you hearing me? Some of you think that everybody, see, the liberty of the spirit is this wise. Do you know that judgments, that when you look at when God is dealing with judging us, He's judging us against what we have not done. <laughs> Do you understand? He tells you now, I choose, I give, I put before you life and death. Choose. Do you understand? If you want to live, live. If you want to die, you die. That's your business. If you're made up to fail, you fail. That is why I tell people, when I'm, a, don't be around people who speak certain language. If I sit on a border border and the guy starts speaking that talk, I never sit on that border board again. Why should I sit on it? Ah, poverty. Ah, ah. Poverty in this world. Mm-hmm. The government has brought poverty. I tell you, stop right now. Stop right now. When you're talking of, I always tell people, when, when I am around such talk, I always remind people, when you talk of poverty, you talk of yours. Don't talk for all of us. Fanero members are not poor. Are you no. no? Wabla, this year is tight. You add on for you. Are you hearing me? Do you understand what I'm saying? Because I have the liberty to be what I want to be, how I want to be it, and when I want to be it. Every day I'm fighting the good fight of faith, exercising my senses. Because I must every other day. You understand? I'm exercising in the spirit realm. Every other day, I'm pushing my faith. I'm expanding my tents. I'm not afraid. I'm expanding my boundaries every other day. Why? Because I know that every time I look at what God has set before me as a believer, I feel like I must do more. Why? Because it's a choice. You're poor because you chose it. Exhaustia. But I didn't want my marriage to be like this apostle. How can you say I deserve it? I'm not the one who told this man to be like this. No, but you have the power to fix him. Like the woman told you. Esther, how are you feeling? She told me I'm not yet well. I told her, come on, fix it. I took responsibility as a pastor. I had to take responsibility. I couldn't say, ah, now let us believe. No, it was my choice to fix it. It was my choice to fix it. Faith, you have to get to a point where faith is crazy enough. It's, faith, it's crazy enough. The other day I was meeting a dear woman, Raj. Where's Raj? Yeah, stand up. You see that guy? You can sit down. Raj wanted to go and do some course. The mother came to me and told me. He, the mother said, as long as I meet your father, I will, he's, he. the mother calls him my son. So, I have no choice. So he says, I must meet your father because because his biological father died. So I'm literally his father. So the mother said, I have to first talk with your father to agree. So she comes to the office and then she sits with me and then she starts to tell me about Raj. And then this guy is telling me about a crazy cost of thousands of dollars. And I'm telling him, Yeah, with God, all things are possible. Uh, What is your mom thinking? And then he told me, My mom said, anything I want to do, I can do. It doesn't matter how much it costs. I asked him, does your mom have the money? She said, no, she says she doesn't have the money, but I can study any course I want in the thousands of dollars I want. I said, what? So he tells me, she wants to see you. I told him, that's the kind of person I want to meet. (laughs) So I sat down with Raj's mom in the office. And then she tells me, you know what? It's been years since I was employed. I don't have a job and stuff like that, but I don't worry about money. Why? Because this boy is my miracle. So I asked her, what do you mean by he's your miracle? She told me he died four days. I say, wait. Are you talking of Lazarus or Raj? And she told me Raj died for four days. He pulled oxygen off him. Pulled plugs. Drew cold. Checked pulse. There was nothing. The aunties and uncles started crying. Raji's mom refused to cry. Then she told me. When they were telling me my child is dead. I told them my own can't die. Day one. Cold. Day two. Cold. Death three, starting to rot. Death four, cold, swelling. The boy wakes up on the fourth day. I said, Now, now, this, this is faith. But she told me, Apostle, all through, I refused to cry. Because in my head, I refused to believe that my child is dead. I said, "Eh, Now we've buried people so early. We've buried people so early. That was the power of choice—the liberty to do as you please—to look at that withered that body of your son and refuse to kill them when everybody wants to bury them. And I said, "How many things have we killed because we don't have faith?" That's why I tell Christians: don't just bury Christians. Bury like Muslims these days. The person dies now; not they're putting in under. No, first call us. Give us a few minutes. Who remembers Jennifer? I wish she was here. She would tell you. The kid is dead. They roll the kid in a cloth from head to top. They've checked there's no pulse. The kid has grown cold. The blood is out. They tied the kid. And then Jennifer tells them, before you take that kid to Mochari, call Grace Lubega. Now, I'm driving and they're calling me, they're telling me, this kid is dead, but we don't understand what's with the mother. She's telling us that before we take the kid to the Mochary, we call you. Are you hearing me? So I tell them, okay, how long did the kid die ago? Oh, close to now. So what, what, what's happening now? We've, we've wrapped the kid up everything now we are taken to the motor immediately the nurse hands up I am still driving I didn't even stop driving I say father in the name of Jesus if this woman has dared to believe that I'm the last person to call before her kid is put into that cold room in the name of Jesus Christ I command that child to come in life again. And when I say to come to life, I continued driving like I was sure they were going to call me. I started looking at my phone. Three minutes later, the nurse was putting the kid inside the motory. The kid coughed back to life. Tell your neighbor with God, all oh, things are Possible. You know Jennifer. The kill kicked back. (coughs) The nurse Ram wrapped the kid. It's called Joshua Grace. (laughs) They know the kid, don't you? Tell anybody death has no sting. You cannot die now. Tell them you cannot die now. You cannot die now. I said you cannot die now. If death was planning on you. Let it look for another person. Not you. Oh I have the life. Which is of God. It's inside my spirit. Say it again. Say I have the life. Which is of God. It's inside my spirit. His doctrine gives liberty to do as we please. We have the power of choice. You have the power to determine how rich you're going to be in this world. You have the power to determine how happy your marriage is going to be. Not just to have a happy marriage, but how happy. Are you hearing me? Not just to have a wonderful church, but how big. Not just to have a big business, but how big. God is not just interested in giving you something big. He's interested in giving you... In how big you want. Raise your faith. Let me share something. Exosia is to Logos as Dunamis is to Rema. (laughs) Can I say it again? Exosia is to Logos. As dunamis is to Rema, and I'll explain that when you read the Bible, and then you say the word of God, right? The word of God. Some translations are not word dunamis, they are word exosia, and some translations are word dunamis. In some instances, when you read the scriptures some parts of the word are logos, some parts of the word are rhema. Logos is the living word of God. Rhema is the spoken ultimate now word of God. The spoken now, the ultimate spoken spoken now word as revealed at that opportune moment produces dunamis which is the power and strength that executes Divine life. The essence of Logos, which is the living word of God, releases Exosia, which is the authority of power to choose or the liberty to do as you please. So, Logos goes with Exosia. Are you hearing me? Rema goes with Dunamis. Hebrews chapter 1 verse 3. Hebrews chapter 1 verse 3. Let's read, one, two, three, let's go. Who being, uh uh-huh, the brightness of his glory and the express image of the person upholding all things by the rhema of his dunamis. When he had by himself purged our sins, sat down on the right hand of the majesty. He upholds all things by the word. The word there is rhema of his power, dunamis. He upholds all things by the of his dunamis. Are you hearing me? Are you hearing me? Yes. Anyway, you'll understand later. There was a fellow who had a sick child in uh, John chapter 4 verse 46. Right? Let's go there. I wanted to read us something there before I go a bit deeper because I'm about to run crazy in a few minutes. The Bible says Jesus came again into Cana of Galilee where he made water into wine and there was a certain noble man whose son was sick at Capernaum. Again Capernaum, right? When he heard that Jesus was come out of Judea and Galilee he went unto him and besought him that he would come down and heal his son for he was at the point of death. And the Bible says then Jesus said unto him, except you see signs and wonders you will not believe. Right? The nobleman said unto him, Sir, come down here, eh, my child die. And Jesus said unto him, Go thy way, thy son liveth. Right? And, wait. And the man believed the word. Are you hearing me? The man believed the word. He told him, Go here. When she, when she was telling you that I made a simple but honest. You know, some people want, they think that you have to put theatrics. Comics and comedy in prayer. Nah! No, no, sometimes if you're led to scream, scream. But sometimes you don't need to scream. Sometimes you don't need to. Somebody can come for prayers and they think you're going to start now and then you tell them it is well. In our apostle, I thought I'd come for you to first put things down. You know, some people when they are going to pray, it's as if they are going on an operating table. They get equipment and then they start to put the tools down then they prepare themselves now we are going to pray (laughs) then they first talk about who God is you are wonderful you are great you are big you shine I magnify you as though he's small I crown you as though they removed this crown. God, you're high up there. Now, then after that, they say, Now you are healed. So, when you find people like us who just say, Be healed, they will say, Ah, now, Apostle, add in something more. (laughs) Go deeper. Don't just end there. No, I want you to dig deeper. You have not, you have not not dug. Go deep and dig something out, so that I can feel in my, in me that it is out. Are you hearing me? Do you understand what I'm saying? So the man believed the word that Jesus had spoken. I want to, I want to show you something he told him, go your way, the statement was, thy son liveth. Did you hear that statement? Thy son liveth. Thy son liveth. Go thy way. Thy son liveth. Three words. Thy son liveth. Three. Now, when Jesus sent that word, are you hearing me? The Bible says, the man believed the word and then he went his way. It went on the son, right? And the Bible says, next verse. And as he was now going down, his servants met him and told him, same statement, thy son liveth. You see, the way the, way the, the, way the <laughs> I realized that the way you hear the word you believe is the very way you, it manifests. The way you believe the word as it is delivered is the way it manifests. It doesn't change from the way you believed it as you received it. Are you hearing me? Then, he, then inquired he of them the hour when he began to amend. And they said unto him, yesterday at the seventh hour, the fever left him. And the Bible says, so the father knew that it was at the same hour in which Jesus said unto him, thy son liveth. And himself believed. And his whole house. That means the man wasn't a believer. Now, go, in, go, go, into the story, eh? go into the story of the Roman centurion. This guy was not a believer as a follower of Jesus, but he loved the Jews and he built them synagogues and he loved their nation. Are you hearing me? Now, this is what is interesting about it. They go to Jesus and tell Jesus, this man is worthy of a miracle because they think there's a certain worthiness you need for you to approve yourself as a miracle or for you to get a miracle. And then on the other hand, when Jesus is on his way coming, the man says, hey, 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 He sends his servants telling, no, trouble not thyself. I'm not worthy that you should come under my roof. The man said, I'm not even worthy that I should come and meet you on the way. Send the word. Listen to great faith. Some of you think that the action of faith is based on your worthiness or unworthiness. I've fasted for 40 days now. Everything I pray, God is just going to hear. Are you hearing me? Then another one says, ah, now for you, do you know why God is not hearing you? You're a sinner. You have been sinning a lot. Now God can't hear you because you're a what? Let me tell you, This is the purification that comes after faith. It is no respecter of worthiness or unworthiness. Faith does not look at you and consider whether you're worthy of the miracle or not. Faith is to the man who is saved, whosoever, whether he's worthy or unworthy. Whether he feels that the miracle must come to him or it doesn't deserve to come to him. The moment that man puts himself in a position, when you ever choose to stand and say, I'm believing God, forget you even stole yesterday. Then they quote the scripture of the Old Testament. They say, for he, he hears them not because of their sins. But you're a new creature. Blessed is the man of whom the Lord imputeth not sin, but he imputed righteousness. Now there is no condemnation to them which are in Christ Jesus. For the law of the life-giving spirit in Christ has set me free from the law of sin and death. Do you know what that means? It means that when you stand before God, you come boldly at the throne of grace. He says, knowing that you will receive grace and mercy. And that grace to help in time of need. You must receive it. That is why when he's talking to Moses, he tells him, I will never speak to you at judgment seat. Come to the mercy seat, I'll talk. I don't talk where there is judgment, I talk where there is grace and mercy. He tells you now, let us therefore come boldly to the throne of God. Give me the message version of that. He says, hey, hey, message, message. He says, so let's walk right up to him and get what he is so ready to give. God is too ready to give. He's too ready to give. Some of you think you have to plead with God for 20 years to answer you. God is too ready to give you than you are ready to receive. But he expects a boldness when you go there. Don't first wear your worthiness. Oh, the things I've done in this life, I don't think I deserve a miracle. God, no wonder you are giving this brother a miracle. It is because he has been doing all things right. He has been doing all things right. I think he deserves a miracle. No. Faith is not based on your worthiness or unworthiness. Faith is based on him. Your faith in him and him alone. Somebody say amen. Amen. Your faith in him and him alone. Faith does not weigh back to see whether something worked. That's not faith. Faith is not checking whether something worked. You see, you remember when Jesus cast the fig tree? In one of the accounts, it dried immediately. In another account, he curses it from the root and then he walks away. Then they go in the city and nothing happened. The next day, you see the Bible says, the the Bible is going to say, and then Jesus walking through, looked to see whether the tree had dried. No. When Jesus went back, he didn't look there. Because it was impossible. For it not to dry. F. It was impossible for that tree not to die. He, he didn't even look there to ascertain. He said that's for Peter. Go to the verse before. Verse 20. Verse 20. Uh-huh. Give me the message. The Bible says, and in the morning... Walking along the road, they saw the fig tree shrivel to a dry stick. And the Bible says, and people are remembering what had happened the previous day. Say to him, Rabbi, look. That means he hadn't looked there. Look at the fig tree. He says, you cast it and it shriveled up. And the next verse says, Jesus Jesus was, ma- was matter of fact. He told him, embrace this God's life. <laughs> Enter the life of God where when you cast something, you don't even look to see whether it dried. You don't lose appetite because it hasn't dried immediately. You know that you know that you know that you know that when you cast it, it had to die. He told him there's a life in God. Embrace it, Peter. Meaning, Peter, you're an unbeliever. You don't have faith. You don't have faith. Somebody one time told me, oh, Apostle, I'm sick. I pray for them. Then the next day, they said, Ah, it has worsened. I told her, I ignore it. Then the third day, she told me, It has worsened. I told it. I told you, ignore it. But I've been ignoring it. Then you'd not call me. If you had ignored it, you'd not be calling me. Are you hearing me? The man tells you Lazarus' sickness will not end in death. Lazarus dies and he fries an egg. He's not worried. Now some believers, they say, but I prophesied it and it didn't come to pass. Oh my God. And people are going to Sam a liar. Father, remember your servant. No. He continued frying his egg. Doing his little business like nothing had happened. Why? Because he knows even when he's walking back, Martha is crying. He's telling Martha, look, Martha, Martha, I'm beyond the issue of believing for the resurrection of this guy. I am the resurrection. And the a way. I told people I was 23. The nurse told me, "Don't move out. I was around in Zambia there. It's my son family clinic what. She told me, "Don't move out. you can faint any moment. The pressure in your body. They, what? You are going to faint any moment." Then they check me, get me through silly equipment. They tell me her. the way your heart is shaped, you cannot even live over for two days. See, two weeks. I looked at the nurse and I laughed. And she told me why are you laughing? I told I know how to get it out Don't prescribe your medicine It can't fix this I know what is happening And I know exactly how to fix it I know how to fix it But then some people when they tell them You are sick oh Then they die Before they die <laughs> Hallelujah somebody yeah. I said hallelujah somebody yeah. When you curse it Next morning, don't even look. That's not a good life. Don't even look to see whether it dried. Continue doing your business like it must have dried that you don't need to look. Sometimes what appears like a miracle is for unbelievers. What appears like a man observing a miracle is for unbelievers. The guy is unbelieving. Oh my God, I can't be. How can you not believe? Embrace this God life. He told Peter, really embrace it. When you start to live this life, you're not conscious of failure. Even if they tell you you're going to fail, you're not conscious that you can fail. Even if, oh, you're not conscious that you can fail. You're not conscious you can fail. This man is unworthy in his own eyes. If you call him worthy, it's up to you. But for him he has weighed his standard and said now, this is an unworthy man but with faith. He told him just send your word. Just send your word. And my servant shall be okay. And that very moment the servant of the man got okay. Immediately he had to heal. Immediately. Jesus just said, you have to learn to send words. When you embrace this God kind of life. You must learn to fix situations in a sentence, not in certain years of prayer. You wake up and decree a thing and say, Next year I am getting married. It is enough. The angels have had every demon has had the things of your grandfather have had the things of your cousin's sister have had. One time I worked somewhere and I got tired of that place. And I remember I was with a guy in a truck who were going somewhere for, to, to market some products. And I told the guy, 1st November, I must be out of here. I even put a date specific. 1st November, I must be out of here. He was Godfrey. Godfrey looked at me and said, you man, you, I don't understand why you say such words. <laughs> I said it in June. My appointment letter, KCB Bank, 2008 read 1st November. Not 2nd, not 3rd, not 29th October, but 1st November. God didn't add another debt. He didn't put a less debt. It was exactly, tell your neighbor, embrace this life. Tell them, embrace this life. Tell life." (laughs) Tell them, embrace this life. Tell them, embrace this life. Tell them, embrace this life. (laughs) Embrace it. Just embrace it. Don't look at yourself and say that now you've prayed 20 years. Now I think you are worthy. You are worthy to get the miracle. In the beginning, John, right, was the one. And the word was God. In the beginning was Logos. And Logos was, was with God. And the word was God. And Logos was God. And the Bible says the same was in the beginning with God. Now, when you read the Greek word there for verse 2, the same was in the beginning with God. The word there with is the Greek word pros, P-R-O-S, which means to the advantage. Now, remove to with and then put to the advantage. It says the same was in the beginning to the advantage of God. That means that even God needs the word to create. (laughs) I don't know if they understand what I'm saying. (laughs) But it's not limited in just the spoken. It can be spoken in your spirit. That is why the centurion Tells Jesus, say in a word. That means you can say another way. (laughs) He told him, say in a word. That means you can say in any other way. You're not necessarily limited to saying the way you think you can say. There are things that have happened sometimes without me just speaking with my word. But saying something in my spirit. You sit there and then your, your spirit feels like you're saying, oh God. And then something changes. You didn't say anything. You didn't say anything with your mouth. But it was said in the spirit realm because it's not limited to speaking. That's why I told him, say in a word. He could have said any other way. Do you understand what I'm saying? I can put healing on somebody without saying anyone. I can choose to say, and I can choose not to say. Do you want me to demonstrate it? Anybody with pain? Come. Headache, stomachache. Come, quickly. Okay, stand here. This one is enough. What are you having? Huh? Pain in your leg. How long has it been? Eight years. Huh? You're feeling it now. Alright. Now stand there. Now I'm going to say without a word. I've said. An operation has taken place in her leg. Now stand up and check your leg. Help her stand up. See what power is doing without saying anything. She can't even stand up. Let me finish with this one. What's your pain? Are you feeling it now? Are you feeling the pain now? Alright. Let me say without a word. And the moment the pain leaves, just start clapping your hands. She can't even clap. It is the power of choice. Because I've studied the word of God. That's the power of choice. I chose not to say. Sometimes we say because we want people to believe. We say for your sake. That's why when he goes to Lazarus, tomb, He says, Father, I thank you. Because you always hear me when when I'm praying. He told God that I would not have wanted to say anything. But for these ones to believe. You remember the story of Lazarus? Jesus said he would not have wanted. Are you feeling any pain? It's gone? Totally. Somebody clap for Jesus. (laughs) She's happy. (laughs) Look at her laughing. It's well. You go and sit. She can't even find her seat. (laughs) Take her to her seat. (laughs) (laughs) Give me the message of that. Let me see if the message will bring it out. He says, then they took away the stone, then to others... Go ahead and take away the stone. Then they remove the stone. Then Jesus raised his eyes to heaven and prayed. He says, Father, I'm grateful that you have listened to me. And he says, I know you always do listen to me. He says, but on account of this crowd standing here, I have spoken so that they might believe. That means if Jesus was without a crowd, you would have seen him come to the tomb, Lazarus coming out, and then him walking away. <laughs> He says, I have spoken so that they may believe that you sent me. For their account. That means if they were not here, they would have just seen a video of a man walking to a tomb and walking out with another man without saying nothing. He says the same was to the advantage of God. That word was to the advantage of God. God, it needed, listen, God was not to the advantage of it. It was to the advantage of him. That's why the Bible says he has exalted his word above his name. That means he needs the word to make things happen. He says by faith we understand that the worlds were framed by the word of God. So that the things that are seen were not brought about by the things which do appear. Hebrews 11.3 We understand that he needed that word. That word had to become flesh to save you. Even God knows that he needs the advantage of a word to create. Without that word, he cannot create anything. That is why the third verse says that without him, nothing was made. John 1, 3, right? He says, for all things were made by him, and without him was not anything. Give me the amplified. The amplified of that. He says, all things were made and came into existence through him, the word. And without him was not even one thing made that has come into being. Without him, without the word, you can't create. Even God needs it. He needs it. So the man tells him, send it. I'm unworthy. I don't need it. Just send it. Jesus told him, this is great faith. He knew he only needed logos or rhema. That was enough. You remember the woman who had a, a sick son? From Canaan again, there's a story. And then the scriptures say that Jesus said no word to her. He said, he did not say a word to her. The word there is logos. He didn't release logos to her. Then the disciples bade him and tell him, send her away, she's disturbing. Then he told her, no. This healing is for the children. I was not sent to this. This is for the children of Israel. The woman says that even dogs... Eat from the what? The crumbs that fall off the table of the children. And God told her, your faith has healed you. That was logos right there. Rema. logos. Do you understand what I'm saying? What am I saying in this? The distinctive believer must get to a level where you just decrease something. And it has to happen. It has to happen. So, when you call me and I tell you, it is well. Don't ask. Let's not go into your religious and traditional revelation of prayer. It is done. In my spirit, I've prayed. Where is Miriam? Miriam called me one time when they had somebody on a, in a coma. How long had the person spent in the coma? Months. Where was the person? they took him to hospital and, and the doctor said they can't manage him should go back home how long was he in a coma he was like 4 months 4 months more. in a coma so mm-hmm. what happened when you called me when I called you mm-hmm. you prayed and you told me it's going to be fine like after very few minutes the guy woke up Yeah. now did I, did I pray with you on phone or I told you I'm going to pray you told us you're going to pray now let me tell you the truth of what I did I hung up. And in my head I said it is well with that guy. Amen. <laughs> that is what they call prayer. I think she thinks when I hung up I started to say. Father. Father. You, because they think it has to be a special prayer. That gets a man out of a coma. The Bible says we which have believed have entered into rest. You demonstrate resting. They give you bad news. You stay rested and say, ah, it is okay. You've prayed. The truth of the matter was when she hung up in my head, I said, it is well with that guy. Two, three minutes immediately. He has woken up. He has woken up. Apostle, he has woken up. I didn't sweat over that. You have to get to a point where. And now I'm prophesying on your life. You're entering into a season. Where things are going to come so easy. As just one statement. And everything is fixed. In the name of Jesus. One sentence. You don't need to speak too many words. You just speak one sentence and everything is fixed everything some of you what you thought is going to take 20 years to fix you're going to fix it now but when you do when you do don't look at the tree to see if it has dried up wait for somebody to look at it testimonies are good when people make observation and say hey, sister these days something is shining on your life then you tell them embrace this God life Going to be the statement on your mouth this whole year, man. You made the deal, you you landed a multi-million deal. Simply tell them, embrace this life, embrace it, embrace it, embrace it. say I can't believe it. How come you have gotten so rich in just four months? Don't start to don't start to say silly things. oh I don't know also things just, no no, no. tell them embrace this God life hey hey hey, hey. tell your neighbor I have the God life I embrace the God life I wish you could check her leg try to see whether she can walk Try to get up and see. I want you to check your leg and tell me whether there's pain. Get out the mic. Check it. Tell us whether there's pain. Speak louder. It's not there. Speak louder.
1: It's not there.
0: Eight years. Eight years. Brother. Also, I, yeah.
1: and
0: when I got the infection they injected some things in my knees so I got a problem with my joints are you feeling the pain now or it's gone it's still there this side okay let's also fix that <laughs> the leg is healed now there's another joint issue we are fixing right now in the name of Jesus thank you Lord it's done do you feel the pain give her the mic do you feel the pain speak 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 give her the mic let's give her time brother i saw you with a clutch you can walk without it stand up and walk 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 in the name of Jesus start walking that's why i love you <laughs> forevermore walk i want you to walk up together say you make my life so beautiful you make my life so beautiful come and walk to the other end oh lord as you were <laughs> hey Did we first say father? Father, are you feeling pain anymore? Give him the mic. Are you feeling pain anymore? Not really. Not really. Yes. It's, gone. it's gone. This is not yours. Gun sit in the name of Jesus. <laughs> what had happened to you? First give him the mic. What had happened to you? What had happened to you? Um, I got a car accident last year, but one. How many months? It's now twelve months past. Twelve years. months. Actually, now you're walking without a clutch. Absolutely yes. Somebody clap for Jesus. Yeah. <laughs> Gun shit. This is my clutch to keep. Never you pain anymore in the name of Jesus. <laughs> Tell your neighbor things are going to happen so easy for you tell them things are going to happen so easy for you (laughs) now I want you to get up on your feet and speak the craziest statements the spirit world has ever had speak the craziest words oh I feel faith I feel faith I feel faith If you have a clutch start walking If you have pain in your leg and you couldn't walk Start checking it The more I know you Is the more I want to know you Jesus check anybody with a clutch and tell them to check themselves God is healing God is delivering speaking to your destiny speaking to your business speaking to your marriage speaking to your life embrace this God life hey there's nothing greater speak, listen don't speak things that are predictable don't say things that are doable speak things that cannot be done create create things. Embrace this God life. Embrace this God life. The word is working to your advantage. In the name of Jesus raise your voice and speak something. Hey! speaking to your life speaking to your ministry are you ready to receive it I feel the Holy Ghost I feel the Holy Ghost I feel the anointing of the Holy Ghost
1: the more I know you is the more I want you
0: Jesus power of the Holy Ghost power power my God destinies are realigned destinies are realigned my God there's something coming right now Ashes, get ready to carry them out. Ashes, get ready. Ashes, get ready. Power! Ashes, get ready. Get ready. Bring them in front. Carry them here. Carry them here. Put them down. Something is happening something is happening receive it in the name of Jesus something is happening Ashes, get them out the more I know you is the more I want to know you somebody in the back is receiving it power of all it is the
1: more oh I want to know you Jesus
0: quiet <laughs> oh my God this well, the power of God is here the power of God is here it is changing your story God is changing your story God is changing your story. Oh! Power! God is changing your story. Carry them, masses. Bring them here. God is changing your destiny. These minutes are aligning you through purpose and course. Hey. put your glasses off and put your hands on your eyes in the name of Jesus deaf ears if you have a deaf ear right this very moment God is opening that ear and opening that eye you blind spirit you deaf spirit I command you to come out I command you to come out I command you to come out I speak healing I see God is clearing sight opening deaf ears now check yourself check yourself if you feel the healing your eyes open, your eyes can see your ears can hear, run here very quickly run here very quickly if your eye has cleared your ear has cleared run here very quickly very quickly very quickly the more I know of you run here very quickly I want you to testify if your eye has healed your ear can hear I feel people are getting healed right now blind eyes blur images you have not been able to read words now you can read them. Come quickly here. Come quickly here. Come quickly here. Wow. Somebody clap for Jesus. The message you have just heard was brought to you by Finero Ministries International. For more information, contact us on telephone number 41 466